welcome back to the Google Workspace Update podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam. And my name is Adam. We're here every week to bring you the latest updates of everything happening in the world of Google Workspace. This podcast is available in audio format from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today... We have six updates for you today, so a bit shorter than our update last week, which was pretty long if you listened to that one, and congratulations if you got through it as well. Um, So we have updates for Google Calendar and Assistant Reminders, that's in one update. Then we have an update for Google Meet, Meet, and one for Admin, Gmail, and then Meet again. So three Meet updates in this update. As always, there is a link in the podcast or the video description to the document that we read from. This contains more detailed information, relevant links, and there are some lovely pictures and moving graphics showing you these features in action. So let's get to it. On with the show. Right, so uh, first up this week, we have uh, a little update for everybody to do with Google Calendar and Assistant Reminders. So uh, this is a reminder that Google Calendar and Assistant Reminders will migrate to Google Tasks soon. So in February 2023, Google shared plans for the next phase of migrating Google Calendar and Assistant Reminders to Google Tasks. As a reminder, if you use a Google account for work and school, or school even, uh, you'll start to see a prompt in Assistant and Calendar to move your reminders created in these apps to Tasks. Lovely. Thank you, Adam. That's quite a straightforward little uh, update and reminder there. I actually received an email about this as an admin as well. So for any admins listening, you may have received an email from Google basically saying, please tell your customers to do this migration or that this migration is coming up. So uh, yeah, I just encourage anybody to just sort of contact their customers and let them know that this uh, migration is happening and they should either look for it or sort of carry that out to migrate everything across. Thank you for that, Adam. What have we got next? Up next, uh, we have our first Google Meet update. So you can now turn off the video feed for select tiles in Google Meet. You can now turn off the video feed from other participants during a Google Meet call. This can be helpful in situations where you just don't want to see somebody's face, or if you want to focus your meeting view to... uh, to just the presenter or hide participants with distracting video feeds. This will only impact your experience. Other participants will not be notified, nor will their experience change. This feature will be available on Google Meet on the web and mobile devices. If you're joining a meeting from a mobile device, you can now select audio only, which will turn off all video feeds apart from tiles that are presenting content. Mm, Okay. Um, How did you describe this update, Adam, when we were talking about it? Well, I think this is a little bit shady, really, (laughs) to be honest. I think this is a shady update as well. I think that's a very uh, good description of this update. So for anybody a bit unclear, because I read this and I thought, what on earth? I thought you you can turn your camera off already. This is for turning other people's cameras off just so that you don't see them so it's not actually going to turn their camera and off and they probably. won't know about it yeah and they won't know about it exactly yeah 
um, I think this is an interesting update. What, what I find hilarious about what Google's put in the update here is it said for participants who have distracting kind of video effects, basically, or video distracting video feeds. And the example that they've put in here is this um, Pokemon or whatever it is. Um, sorry, Pokemon. Sorry, Adam. Um, this this Pokemon um, flying around. Um, and... But the thing I find funny about that is, wasn't that one of Google's previous updates that you could turn yourself into these sort of memojis effectively and and be these different characters? Yes, yeah, I, I was trying to think where, in reality, where, why would you actually want to use this? Because they, they do give the example, yes, if somebody is just being a, a little bit distracting, but especially if you're in, in a professional or a, a, a work call, if somebody is just messing around, then A, they, they shouldn't be messing around if it's during a work call, or you could just tell them, pay attention to this meeting yeah. that we're in. So I'm not too sure when when people would actually use this. Uh, that, that's what I mean. That's why I think it's a little bit shady. If you're, you're on a meeting with your colleague, it's like, no, I just don't want to see their face today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, no, I, I think it is a slightly strange update. Um, it's it's but, a handy feature, uh, I yeah, guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess it can be in certain situations. I mean, during our next team meeting on Wednesday, I'll look forward to all of you guys turning <laughs> my video feed off so that you don't have to see my face. So I... I, I agree with you. It's a bit of an odd sort of update and I can't see exactly which situation you'd use this in practically. But, you know, it's there. Maybe some of our listeners can think of some uh, decent applications for this. Uh, for this it's update. good to have options. Yes, good to have options. Exactly. Um, how do people get started with this? What's the rollout phase? Who's this going to be available for, Adam? Okay, so uh, to get started with this for the admins, uh, there's no admin control for this feature, but for the end users, from the people panel or an individual meeting tile, select the three dots menu and then select don't watch. Uh, the rollout for th rollout pace for this, uh, rapid release and scheduled release, there's a gradual rollout which started on April the 18th and this update is available to all Google Workspace customers as well as legacy G Suite, Basic and business customers. Mm. I, I, do you know what? It's interesting that you said there's no admin control for this feature because I think that's a little bit of a risk, to be quite honest, um, Because especially with education, because I can imagine that there might be a situation where students are on a Google Meet. That's a really good point, actually, especially mm. within a Google Meet through Google Classroom. If, yeah. if everyone just messes around and say, oh, let's just turn the teacher's camera off or, or whatever. Yeah. Let's pretend that we didn't see that lesson. But then yeah. equally, the teacher would not see that they had turned the camera off. Exactly. That's right. And and just to be clear with this update for anybody, you know, if, if anybody is unclear, we're not talking about a meeting participant can turn a person's camera off for everybody. It's just so that they don't see them. But Adam's quite right. You know, they could just go, oh, let, oh I'll just turn the teacher's camera off because I don't want to look at them. Um, and then miss some vital information. And then the teacher doesn't, like Adam says, the teacher doesn't know whether they've got their camera turned off and then it's getting there's confusion in the lesson about why they're not seeing something um, and they think it's terribly funny that they can't see it or whatever I can imagine that being a bit of a bit disruptive so I'm very I'm very surprised that there's no admin control for that feature because I would have expected there to be a, an ability to be able to opt in or out of this uh, of this feature so maybe we'll see a future update where there will be some admin control of this I'm not too sure that Google have fully thought that through for the 
education customers uh, there. Yeah, I, I just had um, another quick thought on this actually. So one part of this that I do particularly like, that I do think would actually be practically helpful, is where I said, so if you're joining on a mobile device, if you select the audio only, it will turn off everybody's um, camera except for if they're presenting content so we've had it before um, where um, somebody in the team has been joining on, on a mobile and the reception or their, their signal has not been great so they've turned off cameras um, to, to, to boost their connection to the Google Meet so I think uh, that aspect of this could actually be quite helpful I think you've actually brought up a really good point there, Adam. That is one one situation where it could be really It's useful. a saving grace. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that makes this worthwhile. <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised that Google didn't put that in their update notes, actually, because that would have been a much better example of when you could use this feature, is if you are having those bandwidth issues. Because we've had it before, especially, you know, for any for any listeners listening, I've never kind of brought it up before, but I re up, up until recently, I had a six megabyte internet connection at my home, which is just absolutely diabolical. I've now got a gig, which is great. Um, but the I used to have it in our team meetings sometimes where I'd have to say to you guys, I'd have to say, guys, could you turn your cameras off because it's my bandwidth just can't cope with it. And obviously I couldn't control your cameras. So I think that's a very good example that you've brought up there, Adam, of when this feature could potentially be useful um, and, and slightly less shady. So, <laughs> uh, Thank you very much, Adam. Um, what have we got next? I think it's a Google Meet update next, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So up next, uh, we've got another Google Meet update. So uh, expanding admin privileges for Google Meet hardware devices. So Google is increasing the number of admin privileges for Google Meet hardware devices from three to 12. This gives admins more ways to delegate admin roles and access as it pertains to device data and management within the admin console. Previously, admins had limited ability to restrict access to Google Meet hardware data and functionality in their admin cons console to their delegated admins. Aside from the most recently added enrollment privilege, access could otherwise only be granted with or without calendar assignment functionality. No further customization was possible. Some of the new privileges include the ability to view devices, where admins get read-only access to device data, including issue history and fleet data export functionality, manage organizational unit settings, where admins can edit Google Meet hardware settings controlled at the organizational unit level and more devices between organizational units, and also manage device meetings where admins can connect to a meeting remotely and mute or hang up an active call. I think that's quite handy, actually. Uh, a full list of new roles with descriptions can be found on the uh, Google uh, Help Center, and of course, uh, I've added a link in our article for that as well. Uh, additionally, two of the existing hardware privileges have been renamed for clarity within the new privilege structure. So Google Meet Hardware with Calendar is now Manage Google Meet Hardware and Calendars. Google Meet Hardware without Calendar is now Manage Google Meet Hardware. Admins who have already been assigned existing privileges will not experience any functional changes. The privilege will remain assigned, but with the updated name. Oh, that's brilliant, Adam. Yeah, I, I can imagine that would be really useful for anybody listening who's using these Google Meet hardware devices. Um, there's, there's just basically a lot more control over what 
privileges you can grant to users for managing those now. So I, I can imagine that would be really useful for anybody using those devices. And there's quite a few nice advances here in those admin roles, so that's, uh, that's nice to see. Um, how do people get started with this? I imagine this is mainly an admin thing, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, admins who wish to use the new functionality to provide more limited access will need to create a custom role. With the specific Google Meet hardware privileges, they wish to assign to a delegated admin. Existing admins already assigned privileges will not be affected. Okay, no problem. That's um, pretty straightforward. So you can just go in there and do that. And like Adam said, he's provided links in the document here as to how to get started with that and um, how to make those changes. What's the rollout and availability here, Adam? So a rapid release and scheduled release. There's a gradual rollout, which is beginning on April the 25th. And this is available to all Google Meet hardware customers. So emphasis on hardware. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a bit like those um, Google Voice updates, isn't it? It's, uh, yes. you know, you've got to have um, a Google hardware device, Google Meet, sorry, hardware device in order to use this. Okay, thank you, Adam. What have we got next? So uh, next up, we have an admin update. So you can now assign admin roles to specific groups. So scale and secure your role-based access control practice on Workspace by leveraging a new capability for role assignments to groups. You can now assign admin roles to groups in addition to or instead of individual users. For example, you can assign the service admin role to an existing group that contains all of the IT admins in your organization. That sounds pretty handy. Currently, there is a limit of 500 role assignments. Since groups can contain unlimited uh, members, this gives you more flexibility to manage roles as needed. This is particularly helpful for larger organizations, allowing them to par down their role assignments without exceeding the limits. Also, roles assigned to groups will automatically reflect changes in underlying membership of the group. This allows admins to manage role assignments at a higher entity level versus adding or removing end users one at a time to maintain updated privileges. Mm. I, th I think this is a very useful update in um, certain situations, actually, because it's so much easier to sort of do these assignments via groups, if you can, rather than individuals. And um, I've, we've sort of seen this, haven't we, Adam, in Google, in the Google Admin Console, where more and more groups are having these abilities. You can push things out to groups, you can control things through groups. I think one of the first things we saw it with was uh, control of apps, like turning apps on and off. That was always at an organisational unit level only, and then they sort of moved it over to groups so that you could turn apps on and off for groups as well. So I think this is a natural evolution of that. Yes, absolutely. I've seen it myself, actually, more and more. I'm not sure if they were official updates or maybe I was just a bit, a bit behind. So the other day I noticed uh, like sharing a Google Calendar to groups was really helpful. Actually, that actually went one step beyond that because now I notice because so um, initially we were sharing uh, school calendars out to individual members, uh, individual members of staff. Then we started doing it to groups, which was great. Now I noticed that there was an option just to have the calendar available to the whole organization, which was yeah. really handy. So you don't even need to share it to some groups unless you're having custom permissions. So yeah, uh, so back to this one, I, I have noticed that the ability to uh, to share out or to assign 
access based on groups is expanding more and more. And that's something that we definitely like to do. It cuts back on admin housekeeping that you need to do. And it, 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 it's good. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Like, to, we like to, do, um, to, to work that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it, it not just cuts down on that admin, but it also helps prevent those sort of people slipping through the net, as it were, by having the, the roles that they... Um, that they shouldn't have. I do like Google, um, again, thinking such massive scale where it's like, oh my God, the role assignment is limited to 500. <gasps> what are we going to do? You know, it's, it's limited to 500. But then again, maybe we've got listeners out there who have... I'd love to be in that meeting where you're setting up all 500 groups at one, right? So let's start from the beginning. How many groups do we need just to see the structure of that organisation? I, yeah. I bet it'd be interesting to see. And it probably would only apply to a handful of... Um, businesses throughout the entire world probably yeah well yeah that's it 500 role assignments in a particular administration level that's a lot of people to add individually that's for sure so yeah if you are listening and you do have you know huge groups of people under certain admin roles because you've got very very large customers or something like that i'm sure this will be a very very useful update um for Mm. you to have write in and let us know how that goes for you (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah yeah always want to hear from our um, from our listeners um, thank you, Adam. How do people get started with this? Okay, so for uh, super admins, c- can create and assign administrator roles. You can visit Google's Help Centre to learn more about assigning admin roles and uh, pre-built admin roles that are available. There are links uh, in our document as well. And also there's uh, links to uh, articles to, to learn more about creating a security group. For the end users, though, there is no... Uh, end user action required. Great. And what's the rollout and availability on this one? So a rapid release and scheduled release. This is available right now. Uh, This is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers as well as legacy G Suite Basic and business customers. This is also available to Google Cloud Identity Premium customers. Mm, Okay, great. So that's um, that's available across the board. Mm. Lovely. Thank you, Adam. What have we got next? Up next, we have a Gmail update. So, better location context for events and RSVPs in Gmail. So, earlier this year, Google made it even easier to use RSVPs in Google Calendar to let others know how you're planning to join a meeting. Now, you can do the same thing directly from an invite in Gmail. If you've set your physical or virtual working location, there will be a default join method for your RSVP. This feature aims to improve the way you and your colleagues utilise your planned working location for meetings and events, especially in a hybrid work environment. Okay, cool. So we've seen Google do a lot of these updates around this hybrid working environment, and this is uh, a a nice little tweak to the RSVP situation when a calendar event comes through in your Gmail. And again, it's more of what we've seen with Google of just bringing these things into one place and removing those kind of friction points, as it were, between doing certain tasks. So because everything's encapsulated together, everything's in that Google ecosystem, you're able to do these things all in one place, see it through one pane of glass, whatever, you know, IT buzzword you want to, or buzz phrase you want to use. So it's really nice to see that you can set your location, not just say yes to a meeting, but actually say where you're going to be at the same time, all within that one email, all within that one place. How do um, people get started with this, Adam? 
Okay, uh, so there's no admin controls for this feature, uh, but for the end users, you can uh, visit Google's Help Center to learn more about setting your working hours and location and responding to event invitations. Uh, links in our document. Excellent, thank you. And what's the rollout phase here in availability? So uh, rapid release, there is a gradual rollout, which started on April the 19th. Uh, scheduled release, there's a gradual rollout, which is starting on May the 3rd. This update is not going to be available to Google Workspace Essentials, Business Starter, Enterprise Essentials, Frontline and Legacy G Suite Basic customers. This is also not available to users with a personal Google account, but it is available to everybody else. Okay, no problem. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're talking about hybrid working environments here, and that's only going to re be really um, relevant and available to those sort of slightly higher subscriptions. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, thank you, Adam. I think we've got one more update, haven't we? Yes, that's right. And it's another Google Meets update. So lastly from us this week, you can now co-present Google Slides in Google Meet. So building upon last year's announcement of presenting Google Slides directly in Google Meet and the ability to view your speaker notes within Meet, we mentioned it on, the on this podcast, Google is adding a new feature that allows multiple people to present together in Google Meet. As the primary presenter, you can assign participants to co-present slides with you. A co-presenter, as a co-presenter, you can see the audience, presentation and slides control in one window, navigate the presentation, and also you can start and stop media within the presentation. This eliminates the need to ask a colleague to move to the next slide in a presentation, leading to smoother transitions and minimal distractions. In addition, this feature further bridges the gap between people working from different locations. And just a quick note on this, this feature requires a computer with a Google Chrome browser. So, um, Generally, as a general rule of thumb, I kind of say if you're using Google Workspace, if you're using Google Drive, Google Docs, if you're within Google's ecosystem, it's good practice to st to stay within Google Chrome anyway because you're using their browser to access their products. Um, you, you can use Google Drive if you're on Safari or th that one provided by Microsoft that they like to um, push out. But but generally... Is that, as is that the one that's based on Chromium, Adam? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that basically Google Chrome with a with an E on it? <laughs> Yeah. But um, but yeah, as I say, so generally, if I'm within Workspace anyway, I kind of stick within uh, Google Chrome because I think that just kind of makes sense because it, it just does. Uh, but they, Google have specified for this update that you do need to be using Google Chrome to, to use this feature. Yeah, that's a very good point that you brought up there, Adam. Thank you for highlighting that for everybody listening. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was looking at the graphic of this, and it's uh, it's really nice. Lovely little interface, very easy to add people, easy to go through the slides. And um, I think this is a nice, uh, you know, a really nice sort of little tweak to the way that you can handle presentations in meetings. Yeah, I thought it was a bit interesting where they said that it eliminates the need to ask a colleague to move to the next slide in a presentation for you. D do people do that? I'm not sure if people have meetings and they're just like, I don't know, are they snapping their fingers or be like, by the way, move to the next slide now. I would have yeah. thought the person, uh, the, the presenter is the person presenting their own slide anyway. But it definitely is quite handy having this option. I just wasn't sure if, if people were actually using it, how Google may, may think that they were. 
Well, it's an interesting point that you bring up. I've actually been in a lot of meetings where that exact thing has happened. I'll be oh, honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I tell you how that happens. Um, I've been in meetings where it's normally networking meetings and things like that. And what happens is the person hosting the networking event has created one master slideshow with all of the bit about the networking event, then the slides from the speaker. And it's all kind of in one slideshow. So that way the hosting, the network host is controlling the slideshow and controlling the slide. And they're the ones moving it on and, and sort of doing the control on it. But you have brought up a little sort of interesting point because although this does give the other sort of co-presenting, I suppose the way they're saying it is in that situation the uh host would still have the presentation but then the speaker would have control of the presentation so it's still being hosted by the main host but then the speaker would have control and be able to move it on and, and sort of move it back and things like that i think in that that sort of example that's the way around they're thinking it's going to work yes absolutely also wh when i started to read this update uh, when it was saying you can now uh, co-present uh, Google Slides in Google Meet. I actually thought that meant that you can have two different uh, slides being shown at the same time. As yeah, two I different, thought that, yeah. As two, as two um, participants presenting to the meeting at the same time. But no, it's, it's, uh, it is two people can control the, the slides that is being presented within a meeting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought exactly the same thing when I saw it. I thought it was like two two presentations. Like, oh, I'll once. show you my screen. No, I'll show you my screen. <laughs> yeah, my screen's much more interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, the you no, know, it's it is a really nice little update, and and the graphic makes it very clear as to how to use this, and and the, the controls are really discreet and easy to use, and and sort of um, it's uh, intuitive the way that yeah, you use it. So it is it's quite simple, which uh, we, yeah. we love to see. Yeah, yeah, very easy to add somebody and very easy to control. So, um, yeah, very nice update and very, very useful. I can imagine a lot of people getting uh, some good use out of that. So that's really, really good. Um, what's the getting started and the sort of rollout phase and availability here? Okay, so there's no admin control for this feature, but for the end users, so as the main presenter, to start a presentation, select Presenter tab in within your Google Meet, then Start Slideshow. To add a co-presenter, uh, select Add Co-presenter in the People panel drop-down menus. As a co-presenter, you'll be notified that the primary presenter assigned you as a co-presenter. You'll get control over the slide presentation, allowing you to navigate the deck for everybody in the meeting. The, so the rollout for this, a rapid release, uh, there is a gradual rollout starting on April the 20th. A scheduled release, there's a gradual rollout starting on May the 8th. And this one is going to be available. It's pretty much split down the middle, but so I'll say who it is available just for clarity. So this is available to Google Workspace Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Essentials, Enterprise Standard, Enterprise Plus, Education Plus, the Teaching and Learning Upgrade, and Non-Profit Customers, but it is not available for the other tiers. Great. That's um, that's wonderful, Adam. Thank you. I think that's pretty good availability there and, and what we've come to expect with these Google Meet advancements. That's the level that we've um, we've sort of expected to see it there, especially around education as well from it, from sort of teaching and learning upwards. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much, Adam. Um, 
That's great. Well, that is it, everybody. That's everything you need to know about everything that's happening around the latest updates in the world of Google Workspace. Remember that this podcast is available in audio format from your regular podcast provider and also in video format where you can see Adam and I's lovely faces on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry seven. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week with more updates. Goodbye. Bye. Great. Okay. That was very, very good. You're getting very good at this, Adam. <laughs>